What fears have you lived with? Which ones have been a constant over the years in one form or another? Take your next step towards facing your fears right now. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska, and we are so thankful that you are joining us today for a new episode of I Quit and a new episode of Venture Podcast. Uh, we are praying, as always, that uh, God will give you a reason or purpose of why he has you listening to this podcast today. Hey, uh, before I get started, I uh, just uh, want to say, give a shout out to all those that are listening and are constant listeners um, every every week. I appreciate your support. Um, I really do appreciate you listening. Those that listen every week, do me a favor and kind of share our podcast with others so we can get some more listeners and, and get the word about out about uh, Jesus Christ and who he can be in their lives. And, and uh, let's just do the work of God. Amen. Hey, I appreciate you doing that for us. So we are in the middle of a series called I Quit, uh, and if you are like most people, chances are pretty good that you've battled one or many different fears throughout your life. <clears throat> and so many of us, we are living in fear. And what's interesting is when we are growing up, studies show that as babies, we are really only naturally afraid of two things. We have the fear of falling, and we have the fear of loud noises. Those are the only two fears that we are born with. But when we grow, we accumulate all sorts of different learned fears. In fact, I'm guessing most of you realized in the early years of life, uh, you probably started to become afraid of some new things. For example, how many of you would say that when you were a child, you were afraid of spiders? And maybe as an adult, you're still afraid of spiders, right? Uh, you were afraid of the dark when you were young. Maybe some of you are still afraid of the dark as you're older, you know, how about thunderstorms? Many of us were probably scared of thunderstorms, and some are no, are still scared of them today. As a child, I had the most irrational fear. If, if I would walk in front of a mirror, I would get scared. And you might be asking, well, why? Because I watched one of the Poltergeist movies, I forgot which one it was, uh, where people got sucked into the mirror. And so as long as I avoided looking in the mirror, I was totally safe, okay? It was completely uh, a completely irrational fear. How many of you know uh, you're in danger of the guy underneath the bed, where if you left your feet or arm hanging over the side of the bed, it would come out and get you? And if so, if you were like me as a child, when you got into bed, you'd run and jump over the guy under the bed, land in bed, get in there and all tucked in, right? But then when you had to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, you'd have to stand up again, right? Jump over as you're going by the edge of the bed, right? Uh, how many of you know what I'm talking about, right? The guy underneath the bed. To this day, there is one fear that, that haunts my wife. Um, she is gonna, she's going to hurt me for sharing this with everybody, so I'm going I'm to just go with it because I think it's worth a, a little bit of pain. Um, many years ago, when our children were very little, we had a mobile home that we lived out in a, um, Elkhorn, Nebraska. It's no longer there. Um, it's a little farther away from where I'm at now. 
but one night I decided because it began to storm outside, uh, I figured it would be a good opportunity to scare my wife. And so I decided to go to the back room of the, of the home and proceeded to turn off the power to the whole house because the breaker panel was back there. And, and then I hid in the room and waited for my wife to come find me. So my wife began calling for me, and and I didn't answer, of course, and this went on a few times, and at this point, she's pretty freaked out, and she said, this isn't funny anymore, Dan, where are you? And that is when I decided that it wasn't funny anymore either, and so I had to change that, okay? Uh, How how many of you guys have seen the Batman Forever movie with the Joker in it, the one, the Joker was played by uh, Jim Carrey? Uh, Hopefully you guys seen that movie. Well, at the end of the movie... Uh, Jim Carrey, play, who plays the Joker, like I said, has this really creepy saying that he does while he's in the pitch black of a of a jail cell. And so I figured since it was pitch black and she didn't think it was funny anymore, I would do a uh, Jim Carrey impress- impersonation for her, <laughs> okay? And it went a little something like this. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? You know? And needless to say, it still freaks her out to this day, okay? So uh, if you run into my wife and happen to, please do not do that to her, okay? It'll freak her out. But all of us, we take on these different kinds of fears as we go through life. And what I want to do today is I want to show you four of of life's most common fears, and, and I hope you'll listen to God's word in light of some of the things that we often fear. And so what I would like for you to do is um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you these, these four fears, okay? Uh, we're going to talk about four of them, and, and I want you to write them down if you can or try to remember them, uh, but at least if, as we're going through them, kind of uh, mentally make a, a check by them if you want to, you know, that, hey, I've, I've done these, okay, uh, as we go through them. So one of the first of, the, of life's most common fears is the fear of loss, fear of losing something that's important to you. And for many of you, if you're married, you may be afraid of, of losing your spouse or, or certainly those who are parents, you have probably felt at some point a fear of losing a child or something happening to a child or, or maybe for you, it's the fear of financial loss. You know, I'd hate to lose my job or lose this investment or be in a place where financially I just can't quite hold it together. For some, it's simply the fear of losing control. I want to keep everything the way I want it. And if I'm not in control, it really makes me afraid. So how many of you would say that maybe at one point or another in your life that you've feared losing something important to you? Okay, if that's you, just kind of make that mental check. Yes, I have the fear of loss, okay? Another common fear that many of us battle is the fear of failure. We feel like we are going to be inadequate. We'd like to do something, but we are afraid we won't win at the game. Maybe some of you, you wanted to start a life group, a small group, you know, but you felt like, I don't know if anybody would show up or I might not be good at it or, or you felt a burden to start a ministry, but, but there's this fear that, well, maybe I'm not good enough to do it. You know, I'm not sure I've got what it takes. And so you've been paralyzed at one point or another by the fear of failure. Okay. How many of you would say that you've battled that at one time or another? Okay. If that's you, just kind of make that mental check that that is a real fear, the fear of failure. Okay. Many of us, we often battle what's called the fear of rejection. Okay. That's the third one, fear of rejection. The guys, you, you'd like to ask the girl out, but you're afraid that, he, that she's going to look at you and say, why in the world would I go out with you? Right. You're afraid of that. Or perhaps in your marriage, I'm afraid my husband is going to leave me or I'm afraid my wife is going to leave me. Okay. Some people are just very paralyzed with the kind of this 
people-pleasing mindset, a, a fear of rejection from people, right? I want to everybody to like me, so therefore I wonder, will they like this hairstyle, the way I walk, the way I talk, the clothes that I buy, the car that I drive, the kind of job that I have? Am I important enough for others? And, and so we go through life worried that people are going to reject us because we really fear rejection, okay? If that's you, make that check by fear of rejection. There's one more common fear, and that is the fear of the unknown. That's the fourth one, the fear of the unknown. Many of us are wondering what would happen if one day I got cancer or some illness or, or maybe somebody that I love gets that, right? What if I lost my job or I'd like to try for this new job, but I'm really afraid to do so? What's going to happen in the future, right? Some people are stuck in a very bad situation, maybe an abusive relationship or, or some other bad situation. They've, they'd like to step out of it, but they're, they're afraid of the unknown and they will stay in a bad spot rather than venture out. Now, I know a lot of people that would say, you know, life is going great right now, so I'm really afraid bad is bound to happen, right? I'm afraid of the unknown. I mean, with all the good things, surely something bad is going to happen before long. It's kind of the opposite of, of the worry of the, the unknown, right? How many of you would say that you have been afraid of the unknown? Okay, if that's you, check that in your mind as well. Now, my question is, how many of you checked all four? Okay, how many of you all went four? I know I did. I went through all four at some point in my life. And so I'm assuming most of you have, okay? A lot of us battle these different kinds of fear and we go through life being afraid. We are paralyzed by fear. And scripture says in 2 Timothy 1.7, something that we all need to wrap ourselves around. Listen to what he says. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Okay, and that word judgment also can mean mind, okay? A sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is not from God. Fear is from our spiritual enemy. God, our Father, the source of all, the all-knowing, ever-present, all-powerful God has not given us fear. And yet, so many of us, we are consumed with it. We are always worried, always anxious, always overwhelmed, living paralyzed by something that God did not give us. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind, right? Sound judgment. And because fear is not from God is why I quit living in fear. And my prayer today is that you will also quit living in fear. And that's our topic for today. In fact, some people say fear is the opposite of faith. And I disagree with that because I believe that fear is faith. It's just faith in the wrong things, okay? Fear is faith. It's just faith in the wrong things. In fact, Here's a key thought, okay? What is fear? Well, fear is placing faith in the what ifs, okay? Fear is placing faith in the what ifs. What if this bad thing happens? Have you noticed most people rarely say, what if something great happens? With the exception of those who buy lottery tickets, right? And say, what if I win? You know, what, what can I do if I win? And I surely pray that you'll tithe to God. Okay. I'm just saying out there as a pastor, I got to say that, right? No, I'm just, anyway, with the exception of lottery tickets, most people rarely think, what if something good happens? They are often afraid of what if something bad happens, right? Fear is placing faith in the bad what ifs. Moses was very guilty of this in the Old Testament. We, we've been talking about him in the last few weeks. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about with him, uh, go back in our last couple episodes and then listen to that. But when God called Moses to deliver the people of Israel, that's what we've been talking about. We find out what is interesting is God appeared to Moses in a burning bush that was not consumed. Okay. It was not burnt down, which admittedly is pretty awesome, right? 
if, if you see a burning bush that's not consumed, that doesn't burn down, and God speaks to you through the bush, that would probably have your attention. It definitely would have mine, right? And God says, I'm going to use you to deliver my people. That's what he tells Moses, okay? And then in Exodus 4.1, we see Moses playing the what-if game. Listen to this, ready? Moses answered, this is Exodus 4.1 again. Moses answered, what if, <laughs> what if they won't believe me and will not obey me, but say the Lord did not appear to you. See, God's going to be with him, and yet he's playing the game that most of us play. What if I'm afraid, you know? We do it all the time. What if the economy drops? What if I lose my job? What if I lose my health? What if my spouse cheats on me? What if my kids get hurt? What if we get in a wreck? What if I never get married? What if I marry a jerk, right? What if I can't have kids? What if we have six kids? Oh, my gosh, right? <laughs> hey. There's some bad things that could happen in my life, right? And we go on and on and on again, right? We play the what-if game. Fear is placing faith in the what-ifs, okay? Let's pause here for a moment and ask a really important question, okay? Why do your what-ifs matter? Why do your what-ifs matter? Well, I want to talk to you and, and share two thoughts that can be very life-changing, okay? The first one, if you're, if, if you're ready, it is what you fear reveals what you value the most, okay? What you fear reve reveals what you value the most. For example, if you fear losing your marriage, that shows you really value your marriage, okay? And that's not a bad thing, right? If you fear something happening to your children, it shows that you really value your children. Again, it's not a bad thing. If you fear losing your job or losing your money, what you value is financial security and stability. Not a bad thing, okay? Think about it. What you fear reveals what you value the most. It's truth, right? Here's our second thought, though. What you fear reveals where you trust God the least, okay? Let's put it all together. What you fear reveals what you value the most, and it reveals where you trust God the least. For example, if you're really worried for your marriage, you're not trusting God with your marriage. You say you will, but you're not. If you're really worried about your children, think about it. You're not trusting the protection of your children with God. You're saying, God, I really don't believe that you're good enough and your plan and your purposes will not come through for my children. Therefore, I will continue worrying as if that ever does any good, right? If you don't trust God with your financial well-being, you're basically saying, I really don't trust you to provide for me, God, okay? Because what you fear reveals where you trust God the least. So here's what I want to do. I want to, you to be really honest with yourself for a moment before God, okay, and answer this question. Ready? I want you to fill in the blank, okay? I am, I am not trusting God with blank. I am not trusting God with blank. Be really, really honest. I'm not trusting God with whatever it is, your, your children, your future, your health, someone you love, your aging parents, whatever it is. Be honest. Put it on paper if you can, okay? Own your fear. Let's own it, okay? In what area of your life are you not trusting God? So here's what I want to do, all right? I want to talk to you about how do we face the what-ifs of fear, all right? How do we face the what-ifs of fear? Okay, let me give you two thoughts. The first one, uh, I want to encourage you to acknowledge, this is it, acknowledge your fear and choose to trust God. Acknowledge your fear and choose to trust God, okay? Acknowledge your fear, whatever it is, and no matter what it is, make a conscious choice to trust the God of this universe, right? 
So what I'm not saying is to brush your, your fear off, put your fingers in your ears and close your eyes and go, la, 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 la. This isn't happening to me, right? That's not what I'm saying. We should take whatever your fear is and whatever you can do within your power that is effective to minimize the risk. You do that. But beyond that, you make a choice with every bit of faith in you that you have and trust God. Okay, I'm going to give you an example in Scripture of someone that did just this. Okay, Here's the context. David in the Old Testament, he was anointed to be the future king of Israel, right, over Israel. The present king was King Saul, who was very threatened by the up-and-comer David. So much that he started to despise David. So, so King Saul sent his, told his man, all of his people, every, everybody he was in charge of, I want you to go out, hunt him down, and kill him, take his life, <clears throat> right? And so a lot of times we read that in Scripture and think, oh, yeah, well, David's probably on the run from a few guys, and, and you know, we see that. But think, think about it being you, okay? Let's say you live in the United States, because I know some of you don't, okay? So the president of the United States, I, States says, I want you dead or alive, okay? And every force in the country is coming after you. Every bit of strength we have is coming after you. I'm talking CIA, uh, FBI, uh, Homeland Security, the Army, Navy, you know, everything, okay? It's coming after you. Every bit of strength we have is coming after you. That was his reality, okay? When King Saul said that and sent up people out there, that's what his reality was. So what did he do? Well, in Psalm 56, we get a glimpse into where he was living and what was happening at this point. Listen to what he says. Psalm 56, 2 through 4. 56, 2 through 4. My adversaries trample me all day, for many arrogantly fight against me. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? He said, I choose to trust God. I put my faith in him. What can mortal man do to me? You know, I will not be afraid of him. Now, quite honestly, if you look at it and you'd say, what can mere mortal man do to him? Well, let's just answer it. Mortal man could kill him, right? Mortal man could capture him, torture him, imprison him, all kinds of things, right? Make his life miserable forever. But David went from thinking about the temporary life on earth and he shifted gears into the eternal perspective, okay? And, and what he is saying is, you know what? Even if, if my worst what if comes to be, ultimately, if I choose to trust God, what can man do to hurt me eternally? There's nothing. If I ultimately choose to trust God, if I put all my faith in him, holding nothing back, there is nothing that man can do to hurt me. If I choose to trust God with my whole life, suddenly my worst what if pales in comparison to the goodness of God. And so I want to challenge you. Just be real honest with yourself. Acknowledge your great fear and say, I choose to trust God no matter what. Because for me, the, the farther I get away from God, the more I'm afraid of the what ifs in this world. But the closer I am to God, the more I trust in him, the less I fear the things of this world. So just acknowledge it and say, God, I choose to trust you no matter what. All right. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is seek God until he takes away your fears. Okay. Seek God until he takes away your fears. Seek him in his word. Seek him through prayer. Seek him in your life group, small group, whatever group you can be a part of. Have people pray for you. Seek after God day and night until he takes away your fears. Okay. Let's look at a powerful verse in, in Psalm 34. It's verse four. And what David says is, is life changing in this. You ready? Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me and rescued me from all my fears. 
right? Take a moment and think about that verse. I sought the Lord and he answered me and rescued me from all my fears. He removed them. He took away. There's no fear that holds me hostage anymore. He removed every fear that I have. I sought God and he saved me from my fears. Whenever I feel fear, I just, I just close my eyes and remind myself, God is on the throne, right? And you could do the exact same thing. Whenever you start to feel fear, you just close your eyes, focus on God, and suddenly God comes between you and your fear. Just seek him and watch him help you overcome it. That's what I do when I fear the future because when I look at the months ahead and at my schedule of all the things that are going on in this world, it's overwhelming, right? And I'm sure it is for you. Things when you look at your schedule and, and the stuff that's going on in your life, it's overwhelming, okay? But what I do is I close my eyes and I think, God, you are enough for today. You have given me everything I need to do, everything you want me to do, to do today you've given me. And because of that, God has helped me to overcome my fear of the future. Seek after him. And he wants to do the same thing for you. God has not given you a spirit of fear, right? It's not from him. Do not accept it. Do not give into it. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind, right? And you might go, but what if, right? What if? What if this happens? And what if I do lose a child? And, and what if we do go bankrupt? And what if I do lose my job? And what if I do get a divorce? And what if the economy tanks? What if it does happen, right? Yeah, you're right. You might go through a difficult time, but what can mortal man do to you when you fully trust yourself in the hands of God? Because what you fear the most reveals what you value the most, and what you fear reveals where you trust God the least. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. What if, what if, what if? If you know God and if you continue to seek him, he will help sustain you because if you truly know him, guess what? You have nothing to fear, but a reverent fear and love for the one who created you. And the more you know and fear God in a holy way, the less you have to fear on this earth. Satan wants you to be in bondage to fear, and God wants you wants to set you free. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. I don't know about you, but I quit living in fear. Amen. This concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. We hope you are enjoying this series. I know I am. And so I pray that you will be back with us next week as we wrap up our series called I Quit. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about us or would like to support this ministry, please visit ChandlerAcresChurch.com.